No, she has to have him. Gotta have him right there. I don't get that at all. So she can ask, do you like this smell? And he'll be like, no. "No." And she'll be like, I'm getting it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And then, like, if I was, Chris would just be like, what's this? I don't know what this is. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't have time to answer your stupid questions. I don't. Here's stupid makeup questions. I don't have time I know, for them. I know you don't know what a lip liner is. I get it. But like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> explain it to you. I was going to say, I'm also not here to like explain it. Okay. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten. And we are mediocre content and it is a sleepy day so apologies in advance for the lower energy (laughs) oh god i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i cannot stand asmr unless it's like those um soap crunchy ones or like slime oh i love asmr oh Oh, my god. god like the talking you love all of it I can't hear you. I don't now. like the. There you go. Oh. Okay. Let me see if I. I like. It like tunes you out when you try to do no! it. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> it's like fine. too low. It th- maybe right. it thinks it's background noise. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for not being able to torture me. <laughs> well, I like ASMR as well. Um, mm-hmm. I do like the soap ones. I like the tapping mm-hmm. uh, with the long nails. Oh. I also really like. Um, I mean, I like the talking. I don't like the eating ones, though. The slurping and stuff, that Ugh. gives me trauma. I don't like that. Well, that also gives me, like, the ick. The so ick. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Um. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm feeling really tired today because of the weather. It's raining. It's storming. It's windy. And it's so cozy in the house right now. Cozy vibes. Cozy vibes. So, but that's and okay. Kirsten has like a laser light show going on behind her. I do. I'm trying new things. Okay. She's trying new things. <laughs> I These are the starlights from Florida that I had. And nice. then I went to Walmart right before this because I got a new light. And so I got that too. And we'll see if it stays. I think it looks not. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that I almost wish I had like a black background or something mm-hmm. to like the black sheet I might just get a sheet and hang it up or something i might just get a green screen and then every week i'll just be in a different place <laughs> on a different plant see this is topical however because my back looks like a galaxy and it's very appropriate for today's that's episode. true it's true so i yeah i'm just gonna be like reporting live from paris or like something like that and then there's like the eiffel tower and the green screen it'll be great honestly i support that you'd have to get one wide enough for your screen though yeah i don't know we'll figure it out it can't be that hard no there's plenty of people that do it for sure okay um all right so let's see getting into the disclaimer obviously we're not experts on anything Mm-mm. Um, did you get your, did you get, since this is another solar system one, did you get your information from NASA again? I sure did. I called them up and asked a <laughs> bunch of questions. I'm just kidding. No, I just went to their website. <laughs> but yes, I did get it from NASA's website. So. You have a direct contact. Yeah. At NASA. <laughs> they saw, they heard the moon episode and they're like, this girl, <laughs> she needs us. She needs Our- 
All right. Um, well, so obviously come here if you want to hang out and have a nice time and talk about fun things, but don't come here if you want to base your research paper on this topic. Okay. You would fail horribly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, maybe not horribly. I think we, I think we do like at least a D <laughs> just in terms of like citing your sources and all that stuff. D minus at best. <laughs> okay. All right. So not, not an F. Not an F. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. We'll take it. All right. So with that, I'm going to take it away with the good news. Please. I'd love to know what you have in store for us. Okay. So I have gotten the two stories you're about to hear from CNN.com. So it is possible that they have some positive news on that website. Very so interesting. Everybody just, you know, look out for that. <laughs> Do a little clap, you know. <laughs> the first story is on Big Mac sauce. Now, okay. Are you a fan of Big Macs? Do you do you frequent the McDonald's drive through I frequent the McDonald's drive through However, Tyler likes Big Macs. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. It's too right. much. Yeah. I yeah. Have you at least had one? You know the no. sauce and everything? No, I've never, never had, had one. one. No. Oh, yeah. Well, on the Big Mac, there's this special sauce. And it's mm-hmm. like I think it's basically just Thousand Island dressing. Like, don't that's just my opinion. Okay. But <laughs> McDonald's has announced changes to its signature burgers earlier in the week. Oh. Um, including adding more Big Mac sauce. So basically. Now they're giving away individual cartons of Big Mac sauce if you order online. Starting next week for a limited time, customers who order through the app will be able to get Big Mac sauce in a dip cup. For um, their burger? So, no, you can just get it like straight up. So you oh. can get it with your nuggets and stuff too. Interesting. Okay. Yes. And in a nod to the original blue and silver Big Mac packaging, the mm-hmm. dip cup is blue and it has like silver and blue top. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Okay. It is cute. Well, this is the first time the sauce will be available in this form. It is not the first time McDonald's has given customers a chance at more sauce. Back in 2017, they gave away 10,000 bottles of Big Mac sauce to enthusiastic fans. <laughs> sauce me up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Dipping sauces which don't require employees to add any ingredients to the burgers or make a whole new menu item. Um, it's a great way to just like drum up excitement about the products without yeah. like minimal work, right? Minimal learning. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, McDonald's brought back its Szechuan sauce for a limited time. And some celebrity meals also came with rebranded dipping sauces or ones that had previously only been available Um in certain regions. So Hmm. it's also, you know, driving traffic through the app, you know, so it's a good like strategic thing to do. Yeah. They, what's up? I think in, maybe it was in Florida. This was like after a hurricane, I think, and slash COVID. So it was like, everything was on lockdown. And so we Mm -hmm. drove like an hour and a half down the road to this McDonald's. And it was around the time when they had released their spicy chicken nuggets. Ooh, I know they were so good. And they had this hot sauce. I forget what it's called, but I have never seen it again. And I wish they would bring that back because it made like, first of all, you know how some hot sauce is, like, just hot in your face, but it has zero yeah, flavor? Yeah, right. 
this had the most amazing flavor plus the heat plus the chicken nugget spicy it just was like the most amazing mcdonald's chicken nuggets i think we've ever had and i'm super sad because i cannot figure out what that sauce was (laughs) and i'm really sad about it and she's frozen (laughs) there she is (laughs) oh good okay (laughs) but yeah i was so wait did you you were saying you said plus the heat plus the flavor it was amazing a generally good sauce is that what you said yeah and I don't know if they're gonna come back with it I don't know but like so another way for McDonald's to promote its core items is actually hold on I lost my place give me one moment let me redo okay so McDonald's said that it's making a series of changes to the Big Mac and the McDouble burger as well as the classic cheeseburger double cheeseburger and hamburger the changes include softer buns gooier cheese sus and adding onions to the patties right Gooey on the cheese <laughs> um and adding more big mac sauce to the actual sandwich in 2018 mcdonald's announced that it was switching to fresh beef for its quarter pounders and in 2021 it launched a crispy chicken sandwich to replace previous iterations which the crispy chicken sandwich is actually super amazing if you haven't had it it if you get the deluxe version with like the lettuce and mm-hmm. uh, tomato on it it's mm-hmm. bomb well they got to keep up with chick-fil-a and popeyes i mean <laughs> that's honestly. fair yeah i guess so so this is my thought on that mm, because okay. I think it's a lovely idea. And as someone who's a huge fan of sauces in general, like I'm a ketchup, mm. I love ketchup. I love mm-hmm. like barbecue sauce. I love all of the, you know, condiments. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they missed the mark here because you know how oh. Chick-fil-A markets Chick-fil-A sauce and you can buy like a bottle in the store, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like there's Chick-fil-A sauce is like world renowned. Well, I don't know. If you don't have Chick-fil-A, I'm sorry. Just, just go with me <laughs> Dude, here. You just lost it. Lost um, the chance. I but like I feel like McDonald's could do what Chick-fil-A is doing, but they're they're choosing not to instead. And I guess the limited edition is like more appealing. But I don't know. I just feel like they could do better. I don't know. I or, I, could, I could see that. Or conspiracy theory. Mm. Big Mac sauce is actually just Thousand Island dressing and people <laughs> and would just buy that successful. instead. They would never say that, though. <laughs> no, they would never say that. Yeah. You can actually buy... Tyler buys the Chick-fil-A honey mustard in the store. Like, I know. You can buy yeah, like, Chick-fil-A sauce saying. in grocery stores. But you know what? As far as I can tell, McDonald's is all about the one-hit wonders because they've got um, those spicy nuggets, which I have yet to see again since then, even outside of the sauce. Uh, our McDonald's... Um, recently did a collab with a couple of celebrities it was like their their mcdonald's meal with like oh, whatever yeah. i know cardi b and yeah. Offset did did one like that exactly and then you never hear about it again so i feel like it's like a quick way to make like bank and then they're like okay on to the next and then they're just silent yeah. for a little while and then they just bring the hype back with something random again but it never lasts so That's true that's you know, true. Chick-fil-A is all about your yeah. pleasure, you know? That's that's true. You're right. You're, you're McDonald's right. does not care. <laughs> yeah. And there's that whole controversy with the McRib 
thing, which I've never had a McRib. I don't plan on ever having a McRib, but like I'm they brought either, it back but... and then they What's... took it away and then they brought it back again. I don't really know. Oh, is that the controversy? Yeah, because everyone like loves it so much. Oh. And then so they brought it back and then I don't know. I think they took it away again. I don't know. Now I kind of want to have one just for the sake of like knowing what the hype is. I don't know. I'll make a um, Yeah, I I don't know. But anyway, I thought it was good news because <laughs> it's just like a fun. It thing. is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I've never had their Big Mac socks, but I'm going to take your I'm going to take your word and say I it's just it's Thousand Island good. dressing. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it is like, let me know in the comments if you if you do a taste test. But like the last time <laughs> I checked, I'm pretty sure that's like exactly what it is. Nice. So anyway, um, our next one is about Ikea. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite furniture store. It tests all the relationships. Yes. Um, So Ikea is planning to spend two billion. I don't know what that is. Two point two point (laughs) one nine billion dollars. I don't know. Two billion. I think it's euro. Euro. I think so. Is it? Okay. sure. Um, to land its furniture, to expand its furniture empire in the United States. And what retailers are saying is the biggest investment in a single country ever. That's weird. Mm-hmm. They're going to, I feel like I see Ikea's very frequently. Yeah. So here, let, so. And they're huge. They so. are huge. That is no. correct. So they're only adding, let's see. So they're only adding eight new locations. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and it would create 2000 jobs, which is exciting. That's good. And, um, Ikea also has these things called plan and order points, which are basically aimed at customers who want to speak with a consultant on how to design their homes, which is cool. I didn't know that they had that. Um, so the exact location of the new eight, retail stores have not been decided mm-hmm. but the company intends to build up its presence on the east and west coasts and invest more in the south of the country which i think makes sense because i've always ever seen them like in the northeast where you are yeah. or you know on the west coast yep yep um so they say more than ever before we want to increase the density of our presence in the u.s ramp up our fulfillment capacity capacities and make our range even more relevant to local customers needs and dreams Hmm. the company already has 51 stores and two and two plan and order points in america um and new ikea locations not covered by the two billion investment are set to open in san francisco california arlington and virginia over or san francisco california and arlington virginia over the summer that's great. My mom is going to love that. <laughs> yeah. They were just in Arlington in, like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, I think that's a good location, honestly. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, well, that's not true. I guess it's technically in San Jose. I was going to mm-hmm. say there's kind of one already near San Francisco, but they oh. could probably use another one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so founded in Sweden in 1943, IKEA is the world's largest furniture retailer with a presence in 31 countries. Um, stores today are operated as franchises, um, and let's see, and, um, it is expected that the United States is, is, um, going to overtake Germany as Ikea's biggest market in terms of sales. 
I didn't know Germany was the biggest market for IKEA. Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So I I feel like I'm very excited about this. I um, like I really furniture. Yeah. I do too. Um, I think it's affordable and like I honestly I don't the first place I look when I'm looking for furniture mm-hmm. is IKEA. Yeah. It's not yeah. even because it's I know it's gonna be reasonably priced. Yeah. And I know that I'll be getting sometimes it's hit or miss. It just depends on what you buy, right? That's the thing. Yeah. But I would rather look there than like an Ashley furniture store. Well, because all that stuff looks garbage. The thing is, no offense to Ashley, I'm sure there's stands, right? But I feel like the larger furniture retailer stores overall, like Ashley, Rooms to Go, here the Mm -hmm. brand is Cardi's, like I think overall the prices that you pay for the furniture there are astronomical for essentially IKEA quality. And that's yeah. what really bothers me. And that's not a that's not a slight to IKEA either. It's affordable. Yeah. We had a lot of it initially when we first um moved in together after college because it was affordable. Uh for the most part, easy to put together and lasts through all of our moves, right? But yeah. The frustration I have is like when you go to these name brand like furniture stores like that isn't Crate and Barrel where you're paying $10,000 for a sofa cushion. Like exactly. You're getting IKEA quality for astronomical prices. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. you can go to the higher tier. Yeah. But who has that kind of I mean, we're nobody. Obviously, we're in our like late 20s and we don't have that kind of money. Also, no. Yeah. Like, who choose to have kids and people who yeah. have pets like they don't want to spend an arm and a leg on nice furniture and then just have it destroyed exactly because our cats are pretty good they don't scratch a lot of the furniture or anything like that because we keep a lot of scratchers mm-hmm. but like you never know they might get a wild hair and be like no nah, i'm gonna destroy this couch <laughs> yeah so I, well and so Shout out to Ikea. Please sponsor us. <laughs> I recently bought a couch um, mm-hmm. and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about this couch, because my cats, the ones tear up the furniture when it first, yeah. it's funny because they'll like check out what it is and they'll like mm-hmm. scratch it up and then they'll be like, I don't want to see this ever again. And that'll be it. Like they're, it's, it's crazy. Destroy it and be done with it. Right. So um, I just, I bought this couch and it's cool because it has a slip cover. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. You yeah. can basically, once they tear up the slip cover, I can just buy a new one for mm-hmm. a fraction of what it costs to get the entire couch and just cover it and it'll look beautiful. Exactly. That's such a and smart that thing. That is wonderful. And you can change the color if you want to because there's multiple different colors you can buy it in. You know what? A cheap hack for that that. <laughs> I'm taking this to my grandma, but <laughs> the cheap hack for the slip covers, my grandma would get a queen or full fitted sheet and use that as a cover nice. for the couch. Nice. And honestly, it's just as effective for pretty much a little bit cheaper, but maybe the same price, but you can find it really easy and they fit like whatever size couch you yeah, have. That's fair. So shout out to Fitted Sheets, doing the work of a slipcover (laughs) since how whatever they were founded. (laughs) That's brilliant. So yeah, good news. More Ikeas in your future. I'm excited for that. We have one close to us that we've never been. Well, no, that's not true. We've been to one of them, but 
I you love know. going to Ikea. It's like such an experience. I know people are like, oh, your relationship's going to end. But Chris and I have been going to Ikea and doing just fine. So I think that is a testament to our relationship. <laughs> we have certainly put quite a few. The thing, Okay, so the thing about Ikea, right? <laughs> I had to say this. Sorry, yeah, you got me I'm on ready. a tangent. Now I gotta say I'm it. ready. <laughs> so the thing about Ikea is once you start putting it together, you have to finish it. Okay, so... Do you mean like the furniture or like? Yes. Like okay. once you start putting those pieces together, you can't just leave it, especially right. if you have animals, because they will take every piece of hardware you've ever owned. And some of them don't even come with all the hardware you need. <laughs> so there's that. I've experienced that. Okay. Unfortunately. And some of the holes were not cut to the correct, like they wouldn't fit exactly. So we mm. had to like bow it, whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. In our 800 square foot apartment in Maryland, we were trying to put together our IKEA TV stand. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that didn't exactly fit. So the whole back bowed out like this. But mm-hmm. we were thinking, oh my gosh, this is so easy. It's got like a handful of panels. Everything's cut out. It's only four o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. We'll have this. Oh no. <laughs> We'll have this done in like an hour, hour and a half, like no problem. No, we were arguing until like nine, 10 o'clock at night trying to put this stupid thing together. And realistically, it was not our fault. It was just not lining up and we didn't have one of the pieces. I forget how we figured that one. Maybe we found the piece. I don't know. Bottom line is insanity. You really have to have a tight relationship and also no you cannot do it in an hour and a half so 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 this is our strategy are you ready i'm so ready because we we have zero strategy (laughs) so the strategy is we go to ikea together we walk through all the things we like have the experience maybe we'll even eat like some swedish meatballs or whatever okay sure yeah and then i let chris put everything together Our strategy is I do not contribute at all. That's right. <laughs> Tyler could never. He doesn't read directions. I well, no, that's the thing though. Chris is like, I am the I am the Tyler in this oh. situation. I don't read the directions and I'm just like, oh, this is good. Let me just do this. And then Chris is like, no, we have to read the directions. We have to go through everything independently. And he's like very organized and methodical about it Mm -hmm. and that's wonderful for him and I appreciate that about him and so therefore I just let him do it and he's an engineer and they like to put things together so I don't know my goodness yeah no uh, I would strangle you yeah Uh, Yeah. (laughs) that's why we're friends (laughs) right we're never gonna have to put furniture together absolutely not yeah (laughs) Oh. I, that would be a fun stream. Just watch us. Oh. <laughs> just watch spy. our friendship fall apart in front of you. <laughs> it's absolutely collapsing because of an IKEA like bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm never talking to you again. <sighs> Bye. This reminds me. I need to replace these bookshelves. Thank you for that. You're welcome. The whole back is blown out, which is just great. Oh, that sounded weird. Line. The yeah. back of the bookcase is deteriorating. That's what I meant got to say. it. That, I, yeah, I got it. PG. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kirsten, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Mars. 
the hottest planet in our solar system. And I mean that physically. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I mean it physically. Never mind. <laughs> um, okay, so similar to the moon episode, I'm going to go through a couple of basic facts. We're going to talk about what it looks like. And then in the second half, we'll talk about formation and exploration. Um, the one caveat I will say is unlike did i say mars or mercury because i've been doing this uh, i you said mars oh my god we're talking about mercury okay so fun fact about oh, this episode basic mars facts see exactly so let me tell you what happened while i was writing this episode okay so i was thinking mars for no reason at all and i started doing research about mars but i meant mercury because i'm trying to go in order from closest to the sun out and then i caught myself midway through and i never went back to update the sheet other than the information so (laughs) this is gonna be a wild ride i'm gonna so what planet are we doing we're doing mercury mercury Mercury. because it is the first it is the closest to the the sun and it is the first one and that's why it's so hot. Yes. Got Mercury. It. Mercury, okay. Mercury, Mercury. So if All right, I... listener. You keep us straight. You let us know. Yes. Don't call me a liar. Just know. <laughs> I've been flip-flopping the names the whole time. If she says Mars, she doesn't mean I mean, mean Mercury. It. Yeah. She doesn't mean it. <laughs> and with that caveat, uh, Mercury in general, and I would say the majority of planets outside of like Mars, the moon, etc., um, they are not as explored. I think a few of them, including Mercury, do have a couple of exploration uh, anticipations. Voyages. Planned. Yeah, they've got something planned. But obviously, as you get closer or further from the sun, one, getting there is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Two, humans getting there is near impossible in some cases. Mm-hmm. And three, um, depending on... The technology that we have available, um, even technological landings, flybys, those kinds of things yeah, yeah. can start to get a little crazy. So there's not going to be as much on the exploration side, but I just wanted to say that in advance. There's a lot less information you know, as we go through Got the it. system. Okay, so basic Mercury facts. It is 36 million miles away from the sun which is about 59 million kilometers and i also wanted to give a little insight because we gave this metric from the sun um maybe it was from earth i can't remember the exact metric we used for the moon in terms of distance But the measurements actually change because if you don't know, the planets are constantly orbiting and turning on their axis. And the fun thing about Mercury is instead of going in a complete circle, it actually goes in an egg shape, kind of like an ovular orbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So depending on where you catch it, it's shorter or longer. So right now, if you go on to NASA's website and you type in Mercury, you're not going to necessarily see... 36,793,720 miles away from the sun. You might see that whole number and it's 800 at the end. You know, it just depends on where it is in orbit. And that's something that, you know, I didn't say at the moon, but it's very noticeable for something like Mercury because of its weird orbital pattern. Yes. 
Uh, it has a one-way light time to the sun of about 3.29 minutes. And all that means is how long it takes for sunlight to reach the planet Mercury. Uh, in this case, it's about three minutes. The length of one year on Mercury is 88 Earth days. The length of one day is about 59 Earth days for one complete axis rotation. And then it also has something called the length of one solar day, which is just a full day-night cycle, and that's about 176 Earth days. Uh, the planet type is terrestrial. Uh, for reference, there are four different planet types. There's gas giant, which is extremely gassy. Ew. There's also a super Earth, you know, which is essentially a rocky world or planet that is larger than Earth. Neptune-like, which is also very gassy, but Neptune size. And then terrestrial. So, Neptune is just a, a giant gas ball. It's real gassy out there is all I'm saying. <laughs> Probably smells in space. I don't know. Uh, but then terrestrial is just a rocky, physically harsh planet, essentially. So that's what that's what uh, Mercury is, is terrestrial. Got it. Mercury is the first planet in our solar system that we've already said, which means it is also closest to the sun. And it is quite small in terms of planet. It's not dwarf planet, such as Pluto, but it's kind of smaller uh, I would also like to state that NASA did indicate Mercury is the smallest planet. And since we're from the generation that grew up with Pluto as a planet, oh, it will forever Pluto. be <laughs> Pluto for us. I would be so sad when I we know. get to Pluto. I know. I'm still going to do it. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, I'm still going to do it. It's still a planet to us. But in terms of size, uh, the... Planet Mercury is only slightly larger than our moon and has a radius of 1,516 miles or 2,439 kilometers. Again, if you want the diameter of that, just times that number by two. Uh, maths. Uh, the Mercury planet has zero moons. It has no rings. Nobody's putting a ring on it. It's just single and mingling. It is unlikely yeah, that because it's so close to the sun, it's the too sun. hot. It's, it's too hot to handle. Ten out of ten. <laughs> 10, yeah, out of 10. That's right. <laughs> I would recommend, but she's single and loving it. You know? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> she's um, a Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just throw that in. If you know the reference, feel free to. If you know, you know. You know. If you yeah. know, you know. Send us a message. We'd love Been to know if you know. Sex in the city, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um. It is unlikely due to where it is in the system that any life as we currently know it would survive on Mercury. And um, that's even outside of being close to the sun. It, it's, it has a lot of solar radiation, but it also has a lot of extreme temperatures. Uh, and that's because instead of an atmosphere, Mercury has an exosphere. Uh, and it just creates a lack of uh, heat retention or temperature regulation. It is so aggressive, in fact, that during the day, the temperature can raise up to about 800 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 430 Celsius. But at night, because there's no heat retention like you would have with an atmosphere, it can drop to negative 290 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 180 degrees Celsius. So pretty aggressive. <laughs> That's super aggressive. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, the actual... Uh, exosphere is composed of mostly oxygen, sodium, hydrogen, helium, and potassium. And the exosphere is made up with those elements 
of the atoms that were blasted off of the surface uh, by solar wind and meteor strikes. So it's created this exosphere essentially by aggressive impacts <laughs> and solar winds. Fun. Yeah, so nice. And then it sounds like I- a hellscape, let me tell you. <laughs> I want to go there, like, <laughs> right now. <laughs> BRB. BRB. I'll let you know how it is. Um, as I stated previously, it does have an egg-shaped orbit, so it can be as close to the sun as 29 million miles or 47 million kilometers out to 43 million miles or 70 million kilometers away from the sun. So, again, you're going to have that exchange. A Mercury travels about 29 miles or 47 kilometers per second and is the fastest speed of any planet in orbit in our system. Its surface, like I said, is scarred by lots of impact craters, results from collisions with meteors and comets. It has a large impact basin, including Caloris, which is 960 miles or 1,550 kilometers in diameter, and I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. The other impact basin is Rachmanoff. I was going to say Rach- Rachmanoff. Rachmaninoff. I don't know. Yeah, something like um, that. But that one is 190 miles or 306 kilometers in diameter. Uh, and both of these were asteroid impacts uh, and were very early into the solar system's history. So it happened a nice. long time ago. Um, there are areas of smooth terrain. There's a couple of cliffs. Uh, some of them are about a hundred miles long and they can go very high, uh, and they can rise, uh, as the planet's interior or they rose as the planet's interior cooled and contracted over billions of years as Mercury was forming. And most of Mercury's surface appears kind of this, uh, grayish brown color. If you're looking at it over, I guess, fields of pictures or something like that that we've collected mm-hmm. over the years uh, the bright streaks are called crater rays and they are formed when an asteroid or comet strikes the surface that energy that's released from the impact uh, essentially creates the hole in the ground but also crushes huge amounts of rock of course at that point of compa- uh, impact And those crushed materials are thrown from the crater and then begin to fall back down to the surface, creating the rays. And also probably essentially adding to that exosphere, because, again, that was created from impact as well and probably contributes. Um, And then those fine particles of crushed rock are really reflective. So you might even see the rays uh, kind of look like brighter streaks across the Mm -hmm. planet is what i'm Mm -hmm. assuming and then the dust and solar wind kind of darken with time of course because they're being either pushed away moved around or brought back to the planet's surface gotcha Um, okay so yeah that is what it looks like and some basic information about it uh we'll talk more about formation in the second half um it's very brief but you know, we'll just, we'll save it for the other side. <laughs> don't, don't put your mercury in the microwave. We'll be right back. <laughs> Very nice segue. Man, I'm glad this podcast is halfway over. Me too. I'm not sure I'm even going to make it through the second half at this rate. 
it's a good thing they call this mediocre content. That way the public knows what they're signing up for before they even start listening. I feel like the listener deserves a more direct warning about the true mediocrity of this podcast. Agree. Let's send them into the second half with a real disclaimer. Mediocre content is far more mediocre than you think. If you think that's what's good for you, you listen to your own risk and moderation. We, the husbands of the Mediocre Content Podcast hosts, do not recommend you listen to our wives week after week and instead suggest small regular doses of your mediocrity at any given time. We should know. We live with them. All Mediocre Content Podcast listening is at your own risk. Good luck. Welcome back. You can now take the mercury out of the microwave. I don't even know why you decided that would be a great segue, but I'm going <laughs> to... You loved it. I'm going to embrace it. You ate it up. You loved it. <laughs> Can't help but chuckle just a little bit. <laughs> okay. On to formation. Like I said before the break, it's very, very brief. It's a total of three lines. <laughs> so here we go. So Mercury, as far as we know, was formed about 4.5 billion years ago when gravity pulled swirling gas and dust together to form this itty bitty little planet that is now Mercury. Uh, Like its fellow terrestrial planets, Mercury does have a central core, a rocky mantle, and a solid crust. However, it did not expand on this information as much as it did with the moon information and my guess is there just hasn't been a lot of exploration around it yeah or maybe it's just not um uh as exciting i guess <laughs> to, to discuss not. yeah it did not go into uh <laughs> as much depth as it did with the moon but that's okay it does have the same three core elements i would say it's probably just lack of knowledge yeah. has um, to be also, this is a small tangent, but like mm. I was, have you seen those um, comparisons of like mi- between million and billion and no. like how million is here? Let me give you an example. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know the difference between a million yeah, and a billion. Yeah. So, but like <laughs> the amount that billion is so much more oh, than million, okay. you know? Okay. I don't know that. I also hate math. So I wouldn't. (laughs) Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Pull it up. Singing a tune. While Blair does the research. (laughs) Sorry. I just need to go on this tangent for a second. (laughs) There's nothing like a mid pod uh, lookup, you know? Yeah, gotta do it. it. Needs to happen. Doesn't help that my internet is being glacially. All right. I mean, we're using half of it just to record right now. I, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, so like for example, one billion. So like one million seconds is about eleven days. Okay, one billion one, seconds. One million seconds. Oh, one million. M. One million seconds is about eleven days. Okay. 1 billion seconds is about 31.5 years. Oh, <laughs> see, it's different. And I feel Whoa. like people understand like how drastically different it is. <laughs> Insanity. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> I saw that the other day and it like blew my mind. <laughs> so I just wanted, so when she says 4.5 billion years, true, it's a long when Mercury time formed. It's a long time. 
And that's in years, not seconds. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's incredibly long. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. Just well, to put it in perspective, just adding a little bit. Adding a little bit of existential crisis. I guess. It's a little. It's fine. <laughs> and we're just brushing the surface. But then, but then if you apply it to like millionaires versus billionaires. It's incredibly different. T. That's mm. all I'm saying. T. Mm. Actually, the anyway. next tangent we should go on is looking up how many billionaires there are in the world. That would be nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, we should talk I have, about that. I have some strong like thoughts about that. <laughs> um jot it down it's not, an episode <laughs> yeah okay all right we'll we'll talk about it later million anyway. millions and billions is what we'll call it <laughs> yes continuing continuing on okay 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 all right so exploration so the reason that we probably don't know as much as we would like to know is exactly because of this section right here um I know you can't see the cheat sheet that we created but there is a total of like six five or six points in this whole exploration section so it's also very minimal it's hard to get to and it's not the planet itself is not conducive for human research which means whatever we do has to be able to withstand those extreme temperature variations whatever weather happens with solar winds mm -hmm. with the exit like there's lots of factors right too hot to handle too hot to handle um so with that said uh because Mercury is so close to the sun, it is hard to directly observe from Earth, except during dawn or twilight when the sun's brightest and doesn't outshine Mercury. Um, 13 times each century. So how much is a century, Blair? A hundred years. Very good. Very good. So do I get do I get a candy now? No, I can't give uh -oh. you anything. <laughs> no. So 13 times every 100 years Correct. observers on Earth can watch Mercury pass across the face of the sun. An event wow. called a transit. <laughs> 13 times every 100 years. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and it rightly says these rare transits uh, fall within several days of May 8th and November 10th, which is a pretty big span of months, to be fair, within those yeah. 13 times. Yeah. Uh, previous transits have occurred May 7, 2003, November 8, 2006, May 9th, 2016, and the most recent one was November 11th, 2019. So, uh pre-spacecraft events include uh, 1631 which I'm looking at this date now going 1631 is incredible <laughs> and I'm just in all of it uh, but there were two individuals one you've probably heard of one you might not have but there's Thomas Harriet and Galileo Galilee they observed Mercury with the newly invented telescope at the time, and then in that same year, Pierre Gassendi used a telescope to watch from Earth as Mercury crossed the face of the sun. So that was one of the transits. Do you think it's fair to say they had no idea what they were looking at, but they just wrote it down? Potentially. Yeah. 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 I, I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Unless they named it also. That's true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I didn't look into that. 
I just think it's funny okay. if you think about it. They're yeah. just like, oh, look at this thing is is happening. <laughs> look at we're that. Gonna, we're gonna look at it and we're gonna write it down. Exactly. And now everyone will also know science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just gonna look at it and write it down. Write That's it down. exactly <laughs> what science is. Full <laughs> scope. <laughs> Accurate. Um, okay, and then a big leap. So. Unless my dates are wrong, it went from 1631 to 1965, which is a huge leap in terms of information on Mercury, right? Uh, It was incorrectly believed for centuries that the same side of Mercury would always face the sun. However, astronomers using radar during that year found that the planet does, in fact, rotate three times for every two orbits, Oh, to wrap so your mind it's around. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's slow, but it's fast. Right. Because it's also the fastest planet in our solar system. Oh, yeah. Because the route is is smaller. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. It's just it makes my brain itch. Not in a it's, good way. That's, can you imagine if it was just one side? Oh, my God. <laughs> Back half of that planet. <laughs> like the moon. Like, roasting. The dark side of the moon. Yeah. It would be like a burnt marshmallow. Oh my goodness. It really would. You gotta cook yeah. it evenly. Right. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> from 1974 to 1975, Mariner, which was um, I believe a telescope, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Mariner 10 photographs roughly half of Mercury's surface during three individual flybys. So maybe it's not. We sent it out, I guess. And then 1991, scientists used Earth-based radar to find signs of ice that were locked in permanently shadowed areas of craters at Mercury's polar regions. So interesting. Again, that water thing that we talked about with the moon, kind of Mm -hmm. the first thing that we look for when we're thinking about, oh, could we live here? However, I feel like the heat and temperature diversity would probably be a better indicator than water. I think we'd have to rule that out. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, unless unless we had like climate control controlled but like True. if anything happened to that oh, it would just you're be dead done <laughs> Absolutely. super dead it's just, like you wouldn't just be dead you would be crispied okay crispy. yeah or frozen either one or, just depends on the time of day or you would be in your own ice age it would be like when um oh my gosh when that squirrel has to defrost in ice age <laughs> Yeah, it would be Sorry. like that. It would be just yeah. like that. It would and be then you exactly would immediately like fry. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So uh, the first spacecraft, which I answered my own question just now, um, to visit Mercury was NASA's Mariner 10. Previous to that, it just did those three flybys, but um, it imaged about 45% of the surface, like we talked about. But then mm-hmm. NASA's Messenger spacecraft, flew by Mercury also three times and orbited the planet for four years before crashing on the surface, which was, of course, the end of that mission immediately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to be very mean. (laughs) Um, So from 2008 to 2009, Messenger observed Mercury with those three flybys. 2011 is when it began that orbital mission. Uh, apparently, it provided tons of images and compositional data, which led to what little we do know about Mercury. And then in 2015, it deliberately crashed uh, into Mercury after using all of its propellant and subsequently Aww. ending its mission. 
you ran sad. out of gas. <laughs> and which is so sad because there's so many gassy planets out there that you would I assume know. he could have just stopped for fuel. I know. Um, also, anyway. this is probably a super dumb question, mm. but like, what if mes- the messenger was um, like solar powered? Because I feel like... Oh my gosh, that's so smart, though. No, I mean, because then it's so close to the sun. So you would good. never run out of stuff. And like it, would takes, nev- yeah. it takes three minutes. Again, going back to the first half, it takes three minutes for the sun's rays to reach Mercury, which means right. if it's orbiting Mercury, it should take significantly less time, technically, right. to reach... Oh, and it, I wonder if and they I thought mean, about that. Yeah, and obviously they know the material, everything oh, that like sure. can withstand that kind of heat. That's fair. Yeah, well, because it's it orbited for four years, right. so it's it withstood technically. You know, that's a great question. Maybe we didn't I, have that technology yet. I don't know. I don't know. I find that I mean, hard to believe. Though. Fifteen, or well, yeah. I guess they launched it. When yeah, launched it? I think they In, like, launched it in two thousand and eight. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, we have we've had solar for a little bit. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And I'm sure there's like some I'm really sure specific reasons. scientific reason, but I just feel like that would make the most sense. That um, would make the most sense, especially for this planet. Or, and maybe you know, Venus. it could be that, sorry to interrupt you. No, it could be um, that the like the solar panels that we currently have just can't withstand like that much power true. in general. It's true. Um, so I don't know. Anyway. Also, I guess. Thought. Even if it was generating, it's like, where do you, how do you store that much energy? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, exactly. it would have to be aggressive a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good question. So I think that's yeah. a fair question. And maybe I'm sure, I mean, there's scientists that are like world renowned. So I'm sure they're far smarter than us, but I agree that yeah, it could be an option. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. Um, so after the 2015 crash, uh, the European Space Agency and JAXA launched a joint mission to Mercury in 2018 called Bepi Colombo, which is really fun to say. <laughs> and it was I know that's exactly what I thought of too. It's made of two spacecrafts. The European Space Agency built the main spacecraft, the Mercury Planetary Orbiter, which is a mouthful, and then JAXA supplied the Mercury Magnetospheric Orbiter, which is an even bigger mouthful. (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to call it BEPI for short. So BEPI captured its first views of Mercury during a flyby October 1, 2021. So keep in mind, the mission launched in 2018. First flyby didn't happen until 2021. Just want to keep you on track with dates. And then a total of nine flybys were planned, helping to steer the spacecraft into orbit in late 2025. That's that's the anticipation. But it will begin its primary science mission in early 2026. So we haven't hit that yet. It's just starting to do its first little orbits and try and get get in the swing of things literally and then we should start having data come through over the next you know three ish years two three years uh and that's it that's all that we know hold on hold on hold on holding (laughs) what am i holding (sighs) 
Okay. I just wanted to see how long it would take to get from Earth to Mercury. How long does it take? 40 days. Oh, 40 days which and is, 40 nights. <laughs> which, I mean, honestly, does not, cool. Yeah. I, I mean, that seems reasonable. I was going to, I yeah. for some reason, my brain was like, it takes 75 years. <laughs> you know, honestly, the most exciting, um, not to get ahead of ourselves, because this is the first planet in the system, right? Mm. But I am super excited to explore questions like that for Pluto, because as you'll see, uh, or as you'll hear, I guess, for some of you, Blair can see me, but you won't. Um, As you'll hear over these solar series episodes, obviously, as you are closer to Earth, it's easier to explore. Uh, Hence, Mars is one of our playgrounds at this point in terms of information. Sure. And then, of course, the opposite is true. The farther you are, the more difficult it is to even get craft to you. So Mercury Mm -hmm. is only, what, 40 days, like you said, from Earth. But there's only one planet in between, and that's Venus. That's true. You know, but you think about Earth to Pluto, Mars, Neptune, Saturn, Uranus, Jupiter, you know, you have so many in between that are larger, significantly so in the case of Jupiter, for example, Mm -hmm. um, that make it even more uh, difficult to get crafts and uh, missions launched. So, and it takes time. So even if they were to launch, you know, in 2008, uh, there's nothing that says that spacecraft wouldn't still be in voyage to Pluto. It just depends, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I think about, well, because I think about interstellar too, and they have to go into that like hyper chamber or whatever so that they don't age too rapidly Mm -hmm. to get to the other galaxies or whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. the black hole or whatever. And that's like terrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So just a little perspective um, and a little bit of existential crisis for for this episode. (laughs) I mean... Whenever we talk about, well, whenever I think too hard about space, I have yeah. an existential crisis. <laughs> Don't think it's too like, hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nope, we're just going to talk about the planets and it's going to be a fun time. And then I love planets. Meanwhile, we are just like black hole. <laughs> black hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible, but also fascinating at the same time. It is. Yeah. It's true. Um, but that's all I have this week. I love that for us. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing. You are so welcome. Thanks. Thank you, NASA, for sharing. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to stick with this. So anytime I'm doing an episode until we've at least pla- finished the planets, so that this is what yeah. I'm going to be doing. So, so expect a lot of planet content. I'll be mixing it up, though. So yeah. Just keep that exactly. in mind. You'll have um, if you're not if you're not a space person, yeah. just wait till next week and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll move mm-hmm. it right along. Um, but that will wrap up for us today. Uh, feel free to send us an email with any questions, comments, or episode topic suggestions at MediocreContentPodcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at MediocreSquawks or follow us on Instagram at MediocreContentPodcast. And we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>